You're listening to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Soden. Before we get into the week in wrestling, let's talk about the DailySmart.com. These guys provide a single location to look and see what's going on with pro wrestling, from news, highlights, to curating your own podcast feed. Make sure to download the app and follow them on Twitter, at the TheDailySmart. Since I have you, I'm going to go through all my plugs. Follow the podcast at 3SecTan, both on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the podcast network at Fired Up Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, since you're on Twitter, looking through everything, follow me at Daniel Soden. So let's get into some of the outside of the ring news. Uh, fresh this morning, Shibata returned to the wrestling ring during the final night of the G1 tournament. He wrestled to a five-minute draw with Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, after the match, he got on the mic and said he would return to the ring in a real match. He's been out of action since April of 2017 due to subdural hematoma. Basically has basically what he's got going on is some buildup of blood on his brain. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that has been cleared up since he has uh, returned to the ring. Uh, this week, we saw Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty become official members of the AEW roster. Uh, they are now full-time uh, All Elite. Speaking of AEW hirings, uh, they hired Amanda Huber, the widow of Brody Lee, to be a part of their AEW community outreach program. Uh, that is, uh, you know, it's really nice to see. Uh, they've done pretty much everything right by that family during this uh, difficult time. So it's it's good to see that there are still some, you know, some companies that treat you like family. Jim Duggan had a emergency surgery this past week. The medical situation wasn't reported, but it said that Duggan is in good spirits and doing well post-op. Uh, Mustafa Ali commented this week that his payday from the Crown Jewel event will be donated in its entirety to charity. Uh, WrestleVotes reported that Karrion Cross is allegedly in line for some character tweaks. He will remain without his fiance and longtime manager Scarlett, and the helmet will remain as well, but he'll be more calm and cool and a psycho. So basically, it sounds like the guy is getting some new entrance music. Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy in the WWE, will be heading to New Japan Pro Wrestling come November. He'll make his debut on November 13th in San Jose for the Battle in the Valley event. Uh, it's a perfect spot for the guy, I think. Uh, when we return, we will be talking AEW, WWE, and I want to announce now, we'll be doing a special uh, second podcast this week for the Crown Jewel event. That should be coming out um, either Friday evening or Saturday morning. All right, so we're going to go right into it. Uh, briefly go through the Rampage buy-in from this week. We saw Tay Conti with Anna Jay versus Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett is the absolute worst in the ring. Uh, Tay Conti, however, has improved greatly since being with AEW. Um, Tay obviously picks up the win. We get Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, there's something inherently uh, boring about Bobby Fish to me. Um, he takes me out of matches, but luckily, um, guys like Lee Mor Moriarty and uh, Brian Danielson, of course, uh, have enough in them to keep me interested. Um, 
I want more Liam Moriarty just off this match alone. Um, Bobby, however, picks up the win, which was a little questionable to me. Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. This was a great match. The violence was perfect. Um, I would say this is Suzuki's best showing in AEW um, through his handful of appearances. Uh, Danielson picks up the win. Uh, now we're into Rampage. Um, CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. Uh, during this match, they announced Hangman vs. Kenny at full gear is set. Uh, Punk wins the match. Uh, personally, wasn't feeling this match uh, that much. Um, Dark Order promo about uh, challenging the Super Click to a match. Um, Ruby Soho versus The Bunny. Uh, Taz singing Ruby's theme was the highlight of this. Ruby wins with a backslide. Penelope Ford attacks Ruby. Post-match, uh, Ford KOs Ruby with the brass knuckles. Uh, Mark Henry's promo versus promo battle, Inner, inner Circle uh, versus Men of the Year and Top Team. Uh, Junior Dos Santos um, is his debut match, and uh, you could tell. Uh, so we had uh, Junior Dos Santos join Men of the Year versus Inner Circle. Uh, this is the first time Jake Hager, I believe, has been in the ring with a actual MMA fighter. Um, Paige Van Sant caused the distraction. Uh, dude hits the running knee. Sky gets the win. American top team beat down uh, Jericho uh, before it takes Proud and Powerful quite a long time to come out and make the save. Uh, eventually, Sammy and Hager come back into the ring as well. And that ends Rampage. Uh, Dynamite. We get CM Punk on commentary. Uh, Dante Martin versus uh, Al Malachi Black. Uh, Black picks up the win here in a really, really good opener. Um, I really like Dante Martin a lot, and obviously Malachi Black has been uh, really good for a while. Uh, we get a Shivani interview with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They're attacked by the Elite. My God, the Elite are so just draining. They drain the entertainment out of every segment they are in i understand you know they're the the bad guys uh they're supposed to get heat but they're not supposed to take you completely out of a segment to the fact that you want to turn the channel like that's not that's not the end goal here um adam cole shines in that group and um it's a i don't know if that's exactly what they're going for here but he he does shine um we get an inner circle reunion. I didn't know the guys uh, had broken up. Uh, Ortiz is uh, taking the lead here, uh, talking, but they are quickly interrupted by American Top Team. And um, we get uh, uh, another draining segment. We get a lot of back and forth between Jericho and um, Dan Lambert, uh, two guys I never want to hear from again. Uh, inner circle challenges uh, them to a 10-man tag. Uh, Dan Lambert says next week they'll have more about their their rules for the match if it is to happen. Uh, Punk on commentary was killing me the entire time because I felt like he too didn't want to sit through this boring segment. Uh, we have Las Superanas. Uh, that's going to be Andrade's uh, little team to take on the Lucha Bros for the AAA Tag Team titles. Um, very, very obvious who the Las Superanas are. Um, but eventually, they lose their mess to be exposed as FTR. Uh, Tully comes out for the distraction, and um, the title gets slid in. Uh, Phoenix gets nailed with it, and they pick up the win. So FTR are now the AAA Tag Team Champions, and I believe officially the most decorated tag team 
in wrestling history. Well, as far as how many um, different companies they have won the tag team titles with. Uh, we get an interview with Dante Martin and Leo. Uh, Leo announces he'll be Dante's partner going forward. Um, I'm assuming this might be to build up some sort of storyline for when Dante's brother returns from injury. Uh, FTR are interviewed. MJF and Andrade have a money exchange uh, in the hallways. It was a pretty well done segment. Uh, John Moxley versus Wheeler Utah. Uh, Mox beat the shit out of Utah very quickly and left him in the ring. I believe this is probably to build up for uh, an Orange Cassidy John Moxley match since uh, Orange Cassidy was looking earnestly to uh, to the crowd, I guess, where Moxley ex- exited. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's to set something up. We get a uh, Tony Schiavone and Serena Deep uh, promo. Uh, Deeb uh, is just kind of uh, going through her heel progression as uh, Sheeta attacks her. Um, so I'm assuming uh, we get that match in the coming weeks where Sheeta picks up her 50th win. Uh, Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Silver and Reynolds do the Young Bucks spot with Adam Cole. That was probably the best part of this match. Uh, Cole uh, eventually picks up the win over Alex Reynolds. Jungle Boy comes out to attack. And ends up getting uh, Brandon Cutler, um, hitting him with a chair, and then throwing him in his uh, his submission with uh, spraying that cold spray in his face. Uh, we get a Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes uh, training package video. Um, it was hysterical. I don't know if it was meant to be as funny as it was, but it was hysterical. Um, I want more of just Arn allowing everybody in Cody's life to just be a complete dickhead to him it's it's great i don't i think they're, we're supposed to start feeling bad for cody but it's just it's amazing i would get mjf out talking about his match with uh darby uh darby's out of action so he's obviously not there um he calls out wardlow to bring to bring bryce out um demands bryce uh start doing a 10 count for the forfeit win uh at 10 the lights go out sting comes out MJF throws Wardlow into Sting. Sting kind of knocks around Wardlow real quick. And then uh, MJF teases getting in the ring with Sting. Um, So I'm assuming maybe we see MJF for Sting next week at Dynamite. Or it's just kind of to fill time until MJF versus Darby at full gear. Uh, Tony with Anna J backstage. Uh, She gets interrupted by Britt Baker. Britt is alone here, which I thought was interesting. Uh, eventually, Anna has enough of Britt's smack talk and attacks her. We are getting that match at Rampage. Kira Hogan versus Penelope Ford. Uh, Punk asks if there is any relation to you know who. Uh, it gets uh, kind of a mixed reaction with the commentary team. JR doesn't seem too thrilled by it. Uh, Ford eventually uh, wins with a Muda lock. Ruby Soho comes out afterwards and goes after Ford. Eventually, Bunny comes out, but it's too little too late. We get an amazing Miro promo um, about losing the title, where he's going next. It was incredible. Um, Not only was this promo incredible, they followed it up with another incredible promo segment. Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Adam Page. And uh, I feel like this is going to be known as the cowboy shit promo. Uh, Great, great babyface promo. Really got me uh, locked in. They announced uh, Cody uh, versus Malachi Black 3 at Rampage. Not Rampage, at uh, Dynamite. And now we have our main event. It's Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. Uh... 
yep, it was it was fine. Uh, fish taps to the heel hook. Brian did a great job trying to keep me entertained through throughout. Um, because, like I said earlier, Bobby Fish is a entertainment succubus. Uh, at the end of the show, they reveal the brackets. Uh, Punk seems a little distraught that he is not in it. It's quick. They don't really dwell on it. But what we're seeing is 10 from the Dark Order versus John Moxley, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Danielson, and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston as the first round matchups for the um, Full Gear World Championship Elim- Eliminator Tournament. Obviously, Brian Danielson is winning this. Um, what I would like to see is um, obviously Moxley move on, Powerhouse Hobbs move on, Brian move on, and Eddie Kingston move on. And I think those matchups uh, would be good second round entertainment, if you will. Uh, when we return, we will be talking about WWE. We got SmackDown, we got Raw, we got NXT. Uh, coming at you. All right, let's get right into it. We're talking SmackDown first off. Uh, we got Edge opening up the show, sitting down, delivering a great promo, uh, wrapping up the whole Rollins story into a nice little package for us for Crown Jewel. Uh, Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn is going to be the uh, second round, the King of the Ring matchup we see here. Uh, we get uh, pitcher-in-pitcher promos from both Balor and Sami. Uh, Balor picks up the win with the Cool de Gras. Uh, really good match. Really, really good match, actually. Um, probably probably the best match of the King of the Ring uh, tournament thus far. Uh, we get Naomi versus Sonya Deville. Um, Naomi cuts a promo. Um, First, the little picture-in-picture ones. Uh, Sonya comes out to say the match is a handicap match with Shayna Baszler. Sonya slaps the taste out of Naomi to start things off. Uh, we see Naomi getting the upper hand occasionally, but very briefly, before numbers really kind of uh, work against her. Baszler uh, puts her in uh, the sleeper hold, and eventually we see Sonya Deville get the pin here. We get a uh, another hit row vignette. Kind of just letting everyone know who everyone is. Uh, Sasha Banks promo for tonight's match and Crown Jewel. Uh, Seth Rollins in-ring promo. Uh, the crowd chanting Harley Quinn at him due to his suit was pretty funny. Um, not much there otherwise. Uh, Zelina Vega versus uh, Carmella. Uh, first we see them backstage in a segment, kind of where they create a truce not to go after one another's face. Uh, then the match kicks off. Carmella hits Zelina in the face, and this ends the truce rather quickly. Zelina then goes off. Carmella went to go make uh, the whole the whole put on the whole mask bit. Um, she turns around to talk a little smack to Zelina, and when she turns back around to get the mask put back on, uh, Liv Morgan is there with the mask in hand. Uh, Carmella goes back into the ring uh, only to get um, pinned by Zelina. So Zelina will be uh, a finalist in the Queen's Crown Tournament. Next up, we get Happy Talk with uh, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Not much is there. Rick Boogs interrupts. Shinsuke and him come out, do a little, they do a little roundabout, but kind of similar to their SummerSlam little segment. Uh, eventually, the Street Profits come out and do a little celebration with them. And we're getting Street Profits versus the Usos in a street fight for the SmackDown Tag Team 
subtitles. Uh, we get a Dudley Boys reference, which I uh, I popped for. Uh, eventually, the Usos win with a double kick splash combo. Uh, really, really good match. Uh, I probably put it second to the Balor Sammy match uh, this week. Um, Becky uh, cuts a promo on Sasha Banks, and we get Becky versus Sasha Banks with Bianca on commentary. Uh, this was a really good match. Um, I think the downfall was they they had it go on too long. Um, obviously, reasons they were probably having it go on too long was they were trying to keep everyone from turning the channel due to um, Rampage being on. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that was the case. It seems like that was the case. Uh, so the match was a little too long for my personal liking. I thought they could have cut a little of time out of it. Um, overall, though, it was fine. Um, Sasha Banks picks up the win with uh, a distraction from Bianca Belair. She whipped uh, Becky with her hair. Um, I'm assuming that also was uh, supposed to go a little differently, but nonetheless, they made it work. Uh, Pierce kind of interrupts the ending of everything to get the contract signing together. This is to show what it's like when they cut to commercial. Um, Roman with Heyman comes out, followed by Lesnar. Uh, Roman mocks Lesnar for just signing the contract and not reading it. Lesnar says he read it this morning with his advocate, Paul Heyman. This creates a little bit of animosity, and they end the show on that. There wasn't much to the contract signing at all. Um, So that was SmackDown. Uh, We're moving on to Raw now. Charlotte Flair, better known as Cher to some, uh, opens the show. She goes on a rant about Bianca and not getting her goodbye party that she thinks she deserves eventually bianca interrupts flair and they go back and forth about their match tonight Uh, xavier woods with kofi kingston gives a little pre-match promo for the king of the ring and we see woods versus jinder mahal Uh, this is the second round matchup for the king of the ring tournament on raw and woods picks up the win in a a pretty good match Um, so we are seeing xavier woods versus finn balor at crown jewel for the king of the ring final um, Austin Theory cuts a promo but gets interrupted by the 24-7 uh, Motley crew. He challenges R-Truth, uh, so th- um, R-Truth accepts. So we're getting Theory versus R-Truth. Uh, Austin Theory comes out to the ring, and then Truth comes out, says he accepted the challenge for his friend, and that friend, of course, is Jeff Hardy. Uh, Hardy versus Theory, again, uh, Theory picks up the win, gets another selfie. Uh, when he gets up, though, Hardy pops up and gives uh, Theory a little taste of his own medicine, including a selfie. Biggie and uh, Drew McIntyre backstage promo. Um, the whole coexist, uh, you know, trope is being used here. They're kind of playing it up like they're in on the joke, but honestly, this is the third can they coexist uh, matchup this week. So it's kind of tiring, guys. Um, Pierce and Sonya Deville are in their office. Flair interrupts. Uh, not much really there. Uh, Biggie and Drew versus the Dirty Dogs. You've seen the match once. You've seen the match all you need to see. Uh, Biggie and Drew pick up the win. Uh, Biggie hits the big ending for the win. Uh, both men kind of showing signs of distrust throughout the match. At the end, uh, a long, very long face-to-face um, challenge, if you will. Uh, Street Profits promo about coming to Raw. They're interrupted by Styles and Almost. Um, pretty fun back and forth. It should be entertaining when things start heating up between all these guys. Uh, Mansoor for Cedric uh, Alexander with Shelton Benjamin in his corner. 
Mansoor picks up the win here. Definitely displaying a different side of himself. This was a really fun match. Probably a match that'll go underlooked as far as Raw matches go. Uh, Ali comes out post-match, and Mansoor just snaps on the mic on him. Uh, really good. I'm looking forward to their match at Crown Jewel, actually. And they follow this up with a Goldberg-Bobby Lashley dual promo segment. Uh, I think it's a step back on the mic for Bobby here. Goldberg seems almost too relaxed. He, he looked a little he looked a little like he had been dipping in the medical marijuana. Um, just calm, cool, collect, ready to just actually murder Bobby Lashley in the ring. So, uh... That should be fun. Uh, we get an RK Bro promo. Uh, this leads to RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Randy goes for an RKO. Styles music hits. Styles attacks Randy from behind. Almost takes care of literally everybody else. Dawkins, Riddle launches forward and then uh, KOs Randy. Um, so they're they're just kind of you know putting the bow on their match for Crown Jewel. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Dewdrop is the um, semifinals match for the Queen's Crown. Uh, Zelina Vega comes out, uh, sits by the throne, a dewdrop, uh, eventually rolls Baszler back um, for a win, and we are getting Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop for the Queen's Crown at Crown Jewel. They have their stare down at the end of everything. Uh, Super Brutality and Bianca segment. Once again, Super Brutality is just being thrown into segments uh, if they don't have anything for them on the show itself. Uh, Finn Balor versus Mace. Um, I thought this was a pretty decent showing for Mace, uh, kind of getting, you know, his toes wet for the singles run. Uh, Xavier Woods is out. Balor picks up the win. So everything is set for Finn Balor and Xavier Woods at the uh, the pay-per-view or event, if you want to call it that. Um, and we get a super stare down between the two, a little physical, not completely. Kofi Kingston comes out and tries to settle everything down. Uh, we get a Viking Raiders and John Morrison segment. John Morrison is clearly going for a new gimmick here where he is kind of, you know, enlightened, I guess is the word. Um, we'll see how that, that ends up for him. Uh, Bianca versus Flair was uh, really good. Uh, it was for the Raw Women's title. Flair used uh, a chair to get DQ'd. Of course she did. Um, Bianca gets uh, the last laugh with it, though, and kind of, Wax uh, Charlotte. Uh, overall, Raw is back to being just a really, really hard watch, which has really become the uh, the norm for us WWE fans, I guess. Uh, NXT 2.0. Carmella Hayes opens up things with Trick. Uh, talks about beating Swerve for the title and just, you know, an overall celebration of winning his first uh, gold in NXT. This is interrupted by Johnny Gargano. Uh, they have a little back and forth, and then boom. Dexter Loomis appears behind them in the creepiest manner possible. Basically, Gargano laid down the challenge for the United, the North American title. Um, Odyssey Jones versus Andre Chase. Uh, Andre Andre Chase is hysterical, great character. Odyssey Jones picks up the win um, in a pretty fun match. Uh, Diamond Mine comes out. The Creed brothers are going to face Imperium. I thought this was a uh, a nice beginning to what could be a really fun feud between the two teams. Uh, Imperium picks up the win. Uh, Euro and Kushada run out um, and attack uh, Diamond Mind. This also helped uh, cause a distraction for Imperium winning. After the match, Imperium are attacked by MSK. I'm assuming we eventually see MSK drop the belts to Imperium. 
MSK is booed incredibly loudly during this uh, interaction. And all I have to say is um, the parents of that young that young girl uh, need to get the fuck over it. Um, they need to, to knock this shit off. They're adults. Um, what was said by MSK to their daughter about their daughter was wasn't untrue. Um, wasn't wasn't bad. Um, I believe letting their young daughter train with someone that is a, a pedophile might be the worse thing here than someone saying, why is a 13-year-old girl training to be a, a pro wrestler at such a young age? But that's just me. We get the weirdest what-the-fuck Kyle O'Reilly Von Wagner segment ever. Um, I'm assuming we, we're getting a tag team out of these guys. Um, there's probably a little bit more that they can do with Kyle O'Reilly. I get they're using him to get Von Wagner over, but this is just, it felt like a Discovery Channel budding friendship movie. Uh, Core Jade Package uh, follows that up. You know, just letting us, reminding us she's a skater girl. Uh, Joe Gacy segment with Harlan, which was incredibly creepy, and the direction of this this whole gimmick is really going into, uh, you know, pre pre Bray Wyatt, you know, being mythological. Um, if you watched any of his early NXT stuff, I feel like it's uh, it's a different different outfit, same feel, and I really enjoy it. Uh, Legato del Fantasma is in the ring. Cora Jade interrupts them, so it's Cora Jade versus Electra Lopez. Jade picks up the uh, shocking victory here, and um, yeah, she continues to just pick up these uh, shocking wins. I'm curious to see where it uh, it ends up. We get a uh, Braun Breaker and Champa segment. Not much really there. Uh, JC, uh, Jane, Persia, and uh, Io in a triple threat match. A winner gets to spin the wheel to decide what their match is going to be in. Um, Halloween Havoc. I'm not sure why we need a match to determine who gets to spin the wheel, since spinning the wheel is inherently a thing of chance. But here we are. Um, JC gets injured pretty early. She attempted a suicide dive, and her feet caught the ropes. Uh, CT scans came back after the event, and uh, it was determined she was fine. No, uh, no word yet on if. Um, her and Gigi will be able to compete in the tag team match at Halloween Havoc next week. Uh, EO eventually gets the win, so EO and Zoe get the spin, and it will be a ladder match at Halloween Havoc. Uh, Legato is beating down Budget Murphy um, before the Florida West Texas Redneck crew make the save, um, but then they beat those boys down as well. Um, Tony D'Angelo video package followed by a solo Sakio. Promo package, um, and then Kashuda and Euro in the bathroom, which was another weird. We're throwing shit at the wall. I feel like uh, NXT 2.0 has gone the way of Impact, where they're just gonna try anything and see what happens. Uh, I like it for the most part. It works for the most part. Uh, Tony D'Angelo is a prime example of it working. Um, and speaking of Tony D'Angelo, he faces Roofing. Um, I'm I'm assuming this is a a play, like a little I forget what the word exactly would be, but roofing. I'm assuming it's roofing. I'm not sure what the joke is there because he's tall. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, 
Uh, Tony picks up the win in a squash post-match interview. He's asked about the lashing out producer, and he pays off the interviewer to keep her pretty mouth shut. Uh, we get a Duke's Poker Room segment, and once again, we're just throwing shit at the wall. Uh, let's see. Legato um, versus Briggs and Jensen is up. They attack those boys prior to the match starting in the back area. And, um, you know, they get they have, they pick up the win also as well. Um, we get a match promo for Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez. I thought this was very well done. Um, looks like Carmella Hayes and Trick lost the North American title. A player on the Rhea Ripley losing her title, I imagine. Um, and they'll have to go through a haunted house next week. Um, Dexter Loomis's haunted house, I believe. So that should be a, a fun segment. Uh, Grayson Waller versus L.A. Knight to determine who hosts the Halloween Havoc uh, event. And L.A. Knight picks up the win in a match that felt like they just threw it together halfway through the show. Not the match itself, just the idea of the match. Uh, and we get Grizzled Young Vets versus Braun Breaker and Chiampa. Uh, Breaker looks amazing. He picks up the win here, and we get the stare down for next week. I'm not sure if they hotshot the title onto Braun Breaker, but at this point with NXT 2.0 and what it is, I, I say go for it. Give Braun Breaker that title and just have him just be Braun Breaker. Give, it, give, give us some fun. That's all. That's all we can ask, especially after having to sit through something like Raw. Um, that was the week in wrestling, guys. Uh, like I said earlier on, I'm going to do a separate Crown Jewel podcast that should be coming out Friday night, Saturday morning, just breaking down the Crown Jewel event. So it should be a quick, maybe 10, 15 minute um, podcast, and uh, look forward to uh, having everyone back next week, if you will. Enjoy it, guys.